Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You are listening to Believe in the Blacklist on the Believe Podcast Network. Welcome back into Believe in the Blacklist. Stacy Blackwood here to break down the pilot episode of the show that we all love. Episode one of season one here, Ronco Zamani, which was number 52 on the Blacklist. And this was written by John Bokenkamp. So excited to break this down and we're just going to dive right on into it. All right, the opening scene, everyone remembers it. One of the great opening scenes of a pilot episode of a TV series that I can remember. Reddington surrenders himself to the FBI and asks to speak with Assistant Director Harold Cooper. And, you know, just in the first few minutes of this episode, I think in the first four or five minutes or so, we learn a lot about Raymond Reddington as Donald Ressler breaks down that he's the case agent and all the information about Reddington, how he was in the Navy uh, you know, was being groomed for admiral, graduated top of his class. You know, one of the, you know, one of the best guys in the navy at a very young age, as he was being groomed for admiral. So a, a really important person there in the naval academy, and uh, obviously Cooper, he notices as soon as they bring the the the, the thing up, it's like, God, it really is him. So. You learn a lot about Reddington there in the first few minutes and how he disappears on Christmas Eve, I believe it was, uh, coming home to see his family for Christmas. So uh, you learn a lot there just in a few minutes. And then right you know, right then you learn a lot about Elizabeth there just a few minutes after. She's waking up late for her first day as an FBI profiler. You know, and you find out all in just a couple minutes that her and Tom are are in the middle of an adoption and uh then all of a sudden wrestler shows up with some helicopters and a couple poli- uh, escorts there from the fbi to pick up elizabeth's and so just in the first i don't know six to ten minutes of the show you learn so much about the two most important characters of this show raymond reddington and elizabeth Keene. so just an action-packed opening scenes there uh, just and really well written by John Bokenkamp. So just a lot of fun to see. You know, going back and watching these, it, it was a lot of fun to kind of go back and and see uh, how much we did learn about the, those two characters there in the first few minutes of the show. And then, of course, you know, you know, looking at it from Elizabeth's point of view, because she kind of is the viewer's point of view. Uh, you know, throughout this series. And, you know, her first day she gets to meet with Assistant Director Harold Cooper and he asks her to profile herself. Now, I know that she's a, a profiler, but can you imagine being asked to profile yourself on your first day of the job by the Assistant Director of the FBI? So I'm sure that was a very nerve-wracking moment for Elizabeth. And she goes on to explain that she, you know, displays narcissistic behavior and uh, she thinks that she can rewrite her past by, you know, adopting a child. And uh, so it's it's a very interesting moment. And once again, you learn a lot about Elizabeth in just this few minutes here as she profiles herself to Cooper. She explains that she has no 
past history with Reddington. So then they, they take Liz to see Reddington, and what an iconic moment, really, in TV history, in my opinion, is as Liz is walking down the steps, and Reddington is just sitting there as the box moves back, and just a very powerful moment to me, and just a moment that sticks out in my mind as I think when I think about this TV show, and uh, of course he has that very uh, strange, almost uh, that grin on his face. That's it's 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 very. I'm not sure what the word is. It's uh, kind of creepy in a way, I guess. As, as she walks down the steps and walks close closer to him and sits down and uh, you know he obviously you know mouths off a few statements about how she's gotten rid of her highlights and looks much less Baltimore and uh, you know obviously you can tell that Liz is trying to cover up the fact that that kind of bothers her that he would know something like that and uh, you know they, he goes on to speak and talks about how you know everything about him is a lie and that. Uh, it, but if anybody can give him a second chance, it's her. Just a very interesting conversation, awkward conversation. And, you know, Elizabeth is, is trying her best to stay stoic and, uh, you know, stay like she is completely comfortable. But she is obviously very uncomfortable. And, you know, Red just makes it very uncomfortable, not only the way he looks at her, but the way that he is speaking to her and how he knows all this about her and she obviously doesn't have any recollection of him whatsoever. So it's a very strange and awkward moment, but just brilliantly performed by James Spader. And uh, Megan Boone did a really good job in that scene as well, in my opinion. And uh, I, I just really... That, that scene still to this day, what, seven years later or so? Seven, eight years later? Is still just you know, one of the great moments of this series. And, uh, you know, you, you kind of see Reddington obviously knows Elizabeth. And at this moment, Elizabeth knows nothing about Raymond Reddington. And, she, you know, she even says something like, you know, why involve me? I'm, I'm a nobody, nothing special about me. And, you know, he kind of gives that very, <laughs> that crazy laugh and says, uh, you know, that he's he's very, you know, she's very special. And, then he goes on to tell her that about Ronco Zamani and his plan to take the daughter of U.S. General Daniel Riker. And Elizabeth says, you know, and I'm just supposed to believe you. And then he, once again, he does that just evil laugh and says, of course not. I'm a criminal. Criminals are notorious liars. <laughs> and then that's when he, you know, goes on to say, you know, everything about me is a lie. But if anybody can give me a second chance, it's you. So just an incredible moment there between Liz and Red. Uh, and of course, uh, Liz goes back up to the to the to the box there and with uh, Cooper and wrestler and she's very upset and asks them if if they're the ones who told Reddington about her past and you know they're they're just as uh, <laughs> they're just as blinded by that conversation that they had as Elizabeth was. So uh, Elizabeth has to try to collect herself. Uh, she tells them they need to call in Quantico to, to take care of the general's daughter. So Liz goes there and, and picks up the general's daughter. And, uh, you know, they're on their way. And, of course, the, the, the bridge scene occurs as uh, they take the girl. And so Liz goes back and sees Red and asking 
Red what else he knows, you know, and Liz is like, or Red is like, I, I can't really tell you anything. I told you they were going to take the daughter. Uh, it's it's up to you now, Liz, to, to make sure you get her back. And then once again, Red becomes very awkward and says, you know, what, what happened? What's what's the deal with that scar there? I noticed that you, you, you stroke it uh, when you're nervous. And uh, so he, he asked to see the scar, and she shows it to him for a brief moment. Like I said, just a super awkward moment there again between the two characters. And uh, Liz claims that she got the scar in a fire when she was 14 years old. And then once again, Red asks, is a child really what you want? And she's like, how on earth do you know that? So, once again, Red knows all these detailed informations about, information about Liz and her personal life. And, and Liz is completely caught off guard. Uh, so, <laughs> Red, Red insists that he gets put up in a hotel uh, as he helps the FBI. And so, it's, it's a very fancy hotel and... It's it's a very funny scene as as they enter that hotel room and uh, the the attendant tells Red that you know it's made up with sheets not quilts and tells wrestler to, to tip the man so it's just just Red being Red just just a hilarious moment there inside that fancy hotel and then Liz goes home to clear her head walks to the door sees the balloons the it's a girl sign and sees that recognizes they're going to adopt a girl and she's so excited she's pulling her pouring her glass of wine and turns around and tom has been tied down beat up stabbed whatever it is just blood everywhere uh by ronco zamani and zamani is actually in her home asking her questions about what he what she knows about his plan and 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 also in that moment zamani mentions that red is obsessed with liz so in that moment, you realize that Red and Zamani are actually, you know, pretty close to one another. If Zamani knows that much about Liz, uh, so obviously Liz is very upset. She blames Red for the attack. She goes and and puts a pin through Red's carotid artery there, and uh, pretty much says, you know, I need some answers. You know, why did you let that happen to Tom? And then Red says, Well, if you let me die, you'll never learn the truth about your husband. Uh, and so their red plants the seed in Elizabeth's mind about Tom, and maybe Tom is not who he says he is. So, we move forward. Red is in a hospital, getting taken care of after Red punctures his carotid artery. And uh, then Red escapes the hospital, meets up with Zamani. Zamani gives Red more details about his plan. Obviously, Zamani doesn't realize that Red has turned himself into the FBI and is working with Zamani. But then you also get the confirmation that Red is the one who put the hit out on Tom. Well, Liz and Red are once again talking about the case. And Red is telling her to to think real hard about what happened there inside the home when Zamani was there. And Liz puts the connection together of the stamp on Zamani's hand that it coincides with the stamp that she saw or the logo that she saw, you know, at the, you know, one of the first scenes of the episode when Tom was picking a class field trip for his kids and it's the DC zoo. So she puts that together that, that Zamani is going to bomb the DC zoo and use the little girl, the general's daughter as the bomb, the person who delivers the bomb. 
So, uh, you know, like like all the shows, <laughs> Liz Liz gets there in time. Red has a guy on the way to disarm the bomb. Everybody's safe, and you know, one one a funny line there at the at the zoo. As Red is is walking up and gets arrested there by the FBI, he looks at Liz and and says, we're going to make a great team. After earlier in the episode when Liz puts the the pin through his neck, she she tells him that we're not a team. So he he comes back there with a little little jab at Elizabeth. And, uh, you know, then then we get to the scene where Cooper is talking with, with Red and Wrestler and... Red has a great line. One of the great lines of of this uh, of this pilot episode, and you know he says, you know, this was fun. Let's do it again. And you know he goes on to say, you know, Zavani was a small fish. I'm Ahab, and if you want the whales on my list, you have to play by my rules. And you know he lists off all these rules by by the security detail. Uh, and, you know he only sleeps in the same place for a couple nights but then most importantly he speaks only with with Elizabeth King so he just reiterates the fact that Elizabeth King is vital to his immunity agreement that he is trying to get done with the government well Liz is back home trying to clean up the mess she's pulling up the carpet and she discovers a hatch in the floor and if you notice the Inside the hatch, there's a box, and on the top of the box, the symbol is very, very close to the design and the scar that is on Liz's uh, hand. So that that's very interesting. So we see that, and inside that box, there's several passports, uh, lots of cash, a pistol, and so there's there's a lot going on there. And I'm sure in that moment, Liz is thinking back to what Red said about she she would never learn the truth about her husband if something was to happen to him. So she discovers that. She goes and sees Red wherever he's off in some black site. And and she walks in the door and, and, and Red says, you've discovered something curious about your husband, haven't you, Lizzie? Just another kind of got you moment that Red has there in this pilot episode. And... Uh, the, that is the very end, the last scene, the last word spoken of the pilot episode. What a fun episode. What a great way to get this fantastic show started. Well done by John Bokenkamp and, and all the writers and directors of The Blacklist. Just a really well written episode, and it was executed to perfection. I, I would argue that it is, it is the best pilot episode that I can remember seeing as a tv viewer really well done by those guys of course james spader p- plays the role of raymond reddington like nobody else could so just a brilliant job at casting him as that role and you kind of towards the end of this episode like any great show you get that you get that cliffhanger of a moment there at the end when liz discovers the box in the hatch in the floor uh, especially since Red had already given her some small warning that maybe her husband Tom is not who he says he is. So great way to get the series started. Uh, really excited about doing these episode by episode breakdowns. You know these episodes that are you know these older episodes, season one through seven. Until we get caught up, they're going to be you know brief episodes. 
but once we get caught up and we're doing episodes on the the shows as they the episodes as they air they will be much longer we're also going to work on getting some great guests lined up so i'm excited about that so make sure you're subscribed to the podcast leave us a five-star written view there on apple podcast if that's where you listen to us at follow us on spotify stitcher amazon music we're there on all the major platforms also make sure you follow us on twitter at believe blacklist we're super excited to have that page there and sharing all our episodes on there so you don't miss any of that as well and we love all the interaction that we have on twitter really appreciate all the support that we've had so far it's been a lot of fun doing this we're just getting started and i look forward to doing even more of these We'll talk again real soon. Y'all take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.